Hello and good afternoon, Chairman Schatz, Vice Chairman Murkowski, and members of the committee. Guwazi haupa, duhenume itzakyuitsa shui mihanu. It is deeply meaningful for me to speak to you from the ancestral homelands of the Anacostan and Piscataway people. Thank you for the opportunity to present the department's testimony at this important oversight hearing on the Federal Indian Boarding School Initiative and S-2907, a bill to establish the Truth and Healing Commission on Indian Boarding School Policies in the United States. The Biden-Harris administration is determined to make lasting a lasting positive difference in response to the trauma that federal Indian boarding school policies have caused. I would also like to thank my dear friends, Senator Warren and co-chairs of the Congressional Native American Caucus, Representative Sharice Davids and Tom Cole for prioritizing leg legislation to address these policies. For over a century and a half, the federal government, including the Department of the Interior, forcibly removed indigenous children from their families and communities, and many never returned home. This intentional targeting and removal of Native children to achieve the goal of forced assimilation was both traumatic and violent. The consequences of federal Indian boarding school policies were inflicted on generations of children, some as young as four. As the head of the Department of the Interior and as the first Native American Cabinet Secretary, I am in a unique position to address the lasting impacts of these policies. I now have direct oversight over the very department that operated and oversaw the implementation of the federal Indian boarding school system. I am a product of these horrific assimilation era policies. My grandparents were removed from their families to federal Indian boarding schools when they were only eight years old and forced to live away from their parents, culture, and pueblos until the age 13. My family's story is similar to many indigenous families' stories in this country, which is why on June 22, 2021, I announced the Federal Indian Boarding School Initiative, a comprehensive effort to address the troubled legacy of federal Indian boarding school policies. I am incredibly proud of the work by Assistant Secretary Newland and his entire team on volume one of the investigative report that is a critical part of this initiative. It lays the groundwork for the continued efforts of the department to address the intergenerational trauma created by this federal policy. I want to note that the vast majority of the work was done by indigenous staff who worked through their own trauma and pain to meet this moment. This marks the first time in our over 200 years since the Indian boarding school policies were implemented that the United States has formally reviewed or acknowledged the extensive scope and breadth of this piece of our history. The department's investigation focuses on the historical Indian boarding school system and cultural assimilation and removal policies. The initial investigation shows that between 1819 and, 18, and 1969, the federal Indian boarding school system consisted of 408 federal Indian boarding schools across 37 states or then territories, including 21 schools in Alaska and seven schools in Hawaii. Volume one also identifies approximately 53 different schools that contain marked or unmarked burial sites. As the investigation continues, we expect the number of identified burial sites to increase along with more definite numbers of identified Indian boarding school sites, children, and operating dates of the facilities. 
our obligations to Native communities mean that federal policy should fully support and revitalize Native health care, education, languages, and cultural practices that prior federal Indian policies sought to destroy. The department working with relevant sister federal agencies will also work to expand tribal communities' access to mental health resources. I recently announced that we will embark on the road to healing, a tour throughout the nation to hear directly from survivors and descendants about their experiences. A necessary part of this journey will be to connect survivors and their families with mental health support and to create a permanent collection of oral histories. We know this won't be easy, but it is a history that we must learn from if we are to heal from this tragic era in our country. I am proud of the work the department is accomplishing to confront its role in these assimilation policies through education. I am also deeply grateful to Congress for their support. Funding for our initiative will enable the department to help expand existing school pro profiles following volume one of the report, including detailing the number of children who attended federal Indian boarding schools, identifying marked and unmarked burial sites, identifying interred children, and detailing the amount of federal support for the system. I am grateful for the committee's leadership and also considering S2907 as part of this hearing, which I led with my colleagues when I served in Congress. The administration strongly supports this legislation, especially the, the development of the national survivor resources to address the intergenerational trauma and the inclusion of the commission's formal investigation and documentation practices. Federal Indian boarding school policy is a part of America's story that we must tell. While we cannot change that history, I believe that our nation will benefit from a full understanding of the truth of what took place and a focus on healing the wounds of the past. Thank you for inviting me to testify today, and I am confident that together we can strengthen Indian country and the Native Hawaiian community now and for future generations. Um, Assistant Secretary Brian Newland and I are pleased to answer any questions that you may have.